Welcome to chapter 23 of our podcast. Today, we'll have a few wedding stories that we forgot from last week. Mm -hmm. Also, we'll take a look at our busy guest schedule for the summer and fall. And why I'm only learning French now. It's all coming up on Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. So today, we got to discover something. We've been here almost two years, better part of two years. And we've had our bikes for a year. And we've just discovered something that was literally a three-minute bike ride from the house. I, I mean, it's... Incredible. It, it's a, it, We decided, hey, let's take a left here where we never would have. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we're up on top of the ridge looking down on yet another valley. And it's like Tuscany. And there's no traffic. It's a small little road, very few houses. It it was just, and the sun was in a perfect position because we went out early. It's very hot right now in France. So we went out early and the sun was rising. It was spectacular. It was incredible. And um, so uh, I didn't take the phone with us. And then I had a bike breakdown. So we really weren't able to go that far and I wasn't able to get any pictures, but I will will definitely try and get out there again tomorrow at the same time because it was just breathtaking. And I will remember the phone and I'll remember our toolkit so that we don't have the same problem <laughs> as we did today. No, that's good. And we've got those e-bikes, the you know, yeah. for for old people. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. Yeah, but around around here, you wouldn't. I mean, you no, know, we see the, the the normal bikers uh, around here all the time. Don't. Don't get don't get me going. No, they're really they're athletes. No, just look. Uh, I we've got our little e-bikes and we're able to go up the hills, which we never would be able to do. And and by the way, about those the the bikers, I, I don't want to have to get dressed up like a box of crayons just threw up <laughs> on me. Okay, can we just tone it down a bit, guys? No, I think the gear is, is necessaire. Oh, they, yeah, it's the whole get up, you know. Uh, there's a word. Yeah, and the, they've got the proper shoes. Oh, the shoes. Those. Have you ever been in a restaurant when like a dozen of them, you know, come traipsing in? It sounds like a, a herd of goats got lost. Click 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 click. click. Yeah, and by the way, oh. they come into the restaurant. Like, oh, <laughs> smell like a, mm -hmm. they smell mm -hmm. like a bus in the afternoon drive mm -hmm. on a hot day. Yeah. Just no thank you. Yeah. Lycra and sweat, not a oh. good combination. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are able to get on with normal shoes and like shorts and, you know. And we a don't, helmet. And, and a helmet. Sure, we'll wear the helmet, but I, I, we don't need to look like a car accident between five fast food restaurants. You know, it's just away we go and up the hill and it's all nice on our old people e-bikes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's still good exercise though. Oh, it's good. Fine. Yeah. And and it's. We, it, yeah. Do you put it f like full motor on when you're oh, going up God, the hill? Oh God, no, Julie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm manual all the way. Every once in a while I might need a little help, but no, 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 no. Okay, that's good. Yeah. But uh, what's nice about it is, you know, you're, you're not having a heart attack going for a bike ride. And uh, we like to, because, I mean, the views are just, mm -hmm. you got to stop. Yeah, so we, we stopped like, twice. We stopped twice because it, w it was just, holy cow, we got to take a look at this. So I will get some uh, photos for the Facebook page on our next bike ride. So we'll have them for this chapter, chapter 23 on the Facebook page. So yeah, we're, we were listening back to last week's show. 
because it was just it was it was such a great memory for us. And man, we realized we just forgot so many funny stories from mm-hmm. from the actual. Well, one of them was from the ceremony. Uh, that was your brother. <sighs> he was your best man. And and so uh, picture this: so the priest is looking at the congregation and we're the first people and we're look, facing him and behind me is my brother and he's got the ring he's got the rings and then there was and the, he's got the the chalice with the holy water oh yeah the holy water okay so what was before i tell everybody what he did do what was he supposed to do because i'm not catholic i didn't bring the rings and the holy water bring the ring oh that's what he told him to do bring <laughs> Bring the rings and the holy water. And just picture this holy water in a, I'm going to say like about an 18-inch vase that sort of closes at the top. And it's opaque. You don't see. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, John Hurd put the rings in the holy water. Or he may have heard, bring the rings in the holy water. Sure. Well, anyway, <laughs> whatever he heard, the rings went plop, plop into the holy water. And Julie and I didn't see any of this, right? Uh-huh. Because we're facing the, the priest. And all of a sudden, he's got this this look of, what the hell is this guy doing <laughs> on his face? Yeah. And we hear this thrashing and silence and then more thrashing and a, a sort of a hum from the crowd, like a little murmur. <laughs> and then later, when we were leaving, I'm, I'm looking at my brother, why are you all wet? <laughs> Hilarious. So it was a real Clouseau moment for him. So he literally had to reach down in there and thrash around and, and fish, find- fish out the rings. Fish out the rings. And I felt like the rings were-, were the, the rings were cold, wet. Yeah, cold or wet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, that's a, a, a memorable story. Well, and the other one is my ring itself. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what this one put in my ring? And mm-hmm. I only discovered this in in the car, in the little convertible the that getaway we had. The getaway car. Getaway car. <laughs> I, I should have hit the gas. In my ring. I had a special little note. Little inscription. Mm-hmm. Put into your ring. To my big, fat farmer head. <laughs> Love, Julie. With the date. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> did you not laugh? Come I, on. I did laugh. I did laugh. And I'm laughing for an eternity yep. because it's never, unlike most of my friends, I still have my wedding ring. Most of my friends have lost theirs. Well, that's because they're not married. <laughs> no. But, yeah. But the ones, the ones that uh-huh. are married mm-hmm. still, they've all lost their rings. Who loses rings? You know, I yeah lo- loses. Kind of, <laughs> I'm doing like, like little air, 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 air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> oh, gee, honey, I lost my ring. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it happened. Mm. Well, at least I. I mean, I don't wear mine anymore because it gave me a rash. Because <laughs> you have big fat farmer fingers. <laughs> Maybe one reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, so this is also a really cool story. So, so we got married as as you may have heard in last week's show. We got married at the Four Seasons Hotel in Montreal <laughs> through much pomp, circumstance, and event. Um, and then uh, about, what was it, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, we got an yeah. inv- invitation uh, to go to Julie's 
cousin's wedding, Robert. And uh, so we were, we're looking at the uh, invitation. Okay, be, you'd be at the Omni Hotel, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we find that uh, because we were staying there mm -hmm. and uh, didn't think anything of it. Now, let me just uh, preface this by saying that, that Robert is an – for a living, he organizes events. He's an event planner. Huge events. Yeah. Uh, Not very, a wedding planner, an event planner. Yeah, huge events. Yeah, high profile, like Olympics and that kind of stuff. Um, and so his wedding naturally had to have a theme. Oh, that's right. It had a theme. And it was plume et papillon. That's right. And what that means is women had to wear a fascinator – with feathers of some sort, and the men had to wear... Bow ties. Bow ties. Yeah. Des nœuds papillons. Papillon. It was butterfly, but that's what the, the French call a bow tie. That's right. Yeah. And you, at first, uh, well, I didn't were know. not happy with that concept. Well, well I didn't know how, I'd, how great I would look <laughs> <laughs> in a bow tie. And uh, we were just heading off to Paris. Our, our, yeah. our trip to Paris was just before their wedding. So we thought, okay, let's, let's find a real, not a clip-on, a real bow tie. Mm -hmm. Uh, in France, and we found one, and we, uh, I also, I think I bought my clothes there, too, you did, or, or yeah. shirt anyway, and I gotta tell you, folks, it's one of the best pictures I have, which was taken at the wedding, mm -hmm. because they, uh, because it was such an event, everybody uh, had a photo taken of them and their fascinator and bow tie. With their logo in the back. Yeah. <laughs> they had a brand. The wedding had a brand. Wedding had a brand. <laughs> so while we're getting this photo taken... Uh, in an adjoining room, we wander over to where they just had this this smaller room for uh, champagne, right? Wasn't it? That's, just yep. It was just a toasting room. Yeah, it was at the beginning of of the um. Uh, yeah, of pre the party. Yeah, pre ceremony. Yeah. And uh, and Robert's husband Christian had done this amazing thing. He learned how to sing. Yeah, he learned how to sing just, and then he serenaded Robert. Mm -hmm. And while this is going on, I look at Julie and I go, uh, uh, this is the room we were married in. Yes. Our, our party. Our, our reception. Our reception was in the small room. Because yeah. they, they had 300 plus. We had oh. about 120 or 30. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was just... I was, it was emotional. It was crazy. Yeah. What are the, and we, we didn't put two and two no. together because it was no longer the Four Seasons. Yeah. It, it, it and we changed. didn't remember exactly where it was in downtown Montreal. It was just, oh, go to, go to the Omni check in and blah, blah, blah. But I look around and then it, it took a, a minute to sink in because the room looked completely different, but there was something about it. And I was right. It was former Four Seasons and that was our, our room. So that was a pretty cool story, I thought. That, yeah, that was, and that was a great day. We that that reception yeah. was just so touching and moving, and it's really something that we'll remember for a long, long time. And I don't know how he did it, <clears throat> but he brought massive chandeliers into this room. Yeah, where do you think he got those, or do you think those were part of? Oh the... no, no, he the whole thing, the the flower arrangements, the lighting, the speakers. Did you see? Oh, this? I know. <laughs> and they did a little thing. It was really fun. So they they had the speakers at say volume seven mm -hmm. for like the first hour, hour and a half after the meal, and it was like you know some Frank and some really good jazz, and then all of a sudden the speakers went up to nine, and the house music uh, started pumping boom, boom, in, boom, 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 and half the place disappeared. <laughs> all you, it was basically okay. All you old people. Bye-bye. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs>
Yes. Yeah, that uh, was great. Yep, and uh, still happily married. Yeah. and they're fun. Yes. They are fun to be around, those two. So I think it would be a good time for the French phrase of the day. All right. Okay, you ready? I am ready as, I, as I've ever been. You'll get most of these words. Oh, shush. I might have to tell you what the first one is, but okay. Le célibataire... Stupid. ...vit comme un roi et meurt comme un chien. Alors okay, okay. Oh, que the, l'homme marié... There's more? Mm-hmm. Alors Is que... this a saying or a book? <laughs> <laughs> start okay, again. I'm going to start again. Okay. Le... T- take a deep, deep breath. Le célibataire vit comme un roi et meurt comme un chien. Alors que l'homme marié vit comme un chien et meurt comme un roi. So... Do you know what célibataire is? Uh, yes, a celebrity? No. Oh. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a bachelor. Oh, oh, so, oh so, does it come from celibate? Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> I'd, I'm not 100% sure, but not, that would make sense. Not these days. Um, okay, the, the, the bachelor is a king. Vi. It lives like a king. Oui. Uh, the muir. Il, il meurt. Meur. Uh, oh, is that like a... Oh, is that from more? Mort? Mm-hmm. Meur. Il meurt. So it's... Dead person? Mm-hmm. Lives like a dog? No. Oh. Lives like a king et meurt comme un chien. That's what I said. No, he dies like a dog. Oh, he dies like a dog. Alors que l'homme marié vit comme un chien et meurt comme un roi. Okay, thank you very much. That's our podcast for today. We're we're just uh, we're delighted that we were able to use the French phrase of the day as our entire podcast. Okay, you're gonna ha- just just please put, put us all out of our misery, please. Okay, a bachelor lives like a king and dies like a dog. Um, uh, you don't even know what. It's well, about. alors que uh, 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 as for a married man, lives like a dog and dies like a king. <laughs> It's a very, very popular. <laughs> Do you get it? Uh, lives like a dog and dies. Why does he die like a king? Well, because he's got people around him. Oh, and he doesn't when he's married. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, that spells it all out. There you go. Well, there, there, there's our French uh, chapter of the day. Uh, sorry, phrase of the day. I didn't know that there was a, a maximum. Well, I, I didn't realize that. Well, it's just A quote is a quote. <laughs> It's a wordy quote. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Chirpy quote. No, it's a good one, though. Yes. And, and it also brings in dogs. We have dogs, so. Yes, and yesterday was their annual checkup at the vet. Oh, we have these two amazing <laughs> women vets uh, not too far away from, from the house, and we bring them in one by one. And uh, the first one that got weighed was... We, we, we bring in the dogs one by one, not the vets. <laughs> Well, the first dog that we brought in was Blue because we we have um, we had to ask a good question. He's got a growth; it's not malignant on the on his back, and it's just ugly. How do you know it's not malignant yet? She she said it doesn't it doesn't oh. act or look malignant. Good. Um, but it's so big now that we call it Herman. It, yeah, it, it's his, we got to get rid of Herman. Yeah, we got Herman's get rid of leaving the family. Yes, he's up for adoption. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, we we weighed. Um, blue and lo and behold, he put on seven 
kilos. No, that's not right. I just can't even believe that. That's that's like 15 pounds. He, yeah. I know he's a little hefty, but he can't be that much. Well, he's not going to be soon. And well, well, he's going to go on a, on a on a little program. He's going to go on a little program. Maybe we'll add him to our walks. And obviously, we got to deal with the food issue. I think we've been overfeeding all of them, and it's just that Brad, with his maniacal racetrack up by where the cars go by, uh, he's able to burn it off. Whereas the other two are just like they just stand there and watch him. So they're not getting a lot of exercise doing yeah, that. Yeah. So Anna put on a little weight too. Brad mm-hmm. didn't. And the vet said he's got the heart of an athlete. Like he is yeah. so, so powerful. And the mind of a psychopath. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anna is a little Rubenesque, so we've got to uh, deal with the Greeks. Well, you know, it's funny, eh? They're, they come from the streets. And yeah. and so if they see food, it's just down the pie hole. Well, that's what I said to, to the vet. It's the, it's the wine and bread, really. That... <laughs> <laughs> and tzatziki. <laughs> right. Um, but... The um, they they got a full um, would you, what would you say um, oh a, a full fleet of, yes of, of, of shots of and shots. vaccinations yeah. and they were due for their rabies and I found out yesterday um, that in order for the certification of the rabies shot to be valid it has to be in a passport <laughs> yeah because the Greek the Greeks came with passports they did a EU passport right. Um, and Brad, in Canada, they don't issue passports. They they give you a little piece of paper that says, okay, your dog got a shot. But if you're traveling with your dog, you, there's there's no, you know, validation. So um, by French uh, law, um, they had to issue Brad his passport. So little Brad's got his own passport. Yeah, all three have passports now. We have two Greek passports and a French passport. Mm-hmm. They're very cute. I will uh, be sure to take a picture of Brad's passport, uh, just so you get an idea of what they look like. Because in Canada, we, as Julie mentioned, we don't have them. And I will include it on the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, something that I promised I'd talk about on this podcast. because Here, here we go. A lot of people wonder, you know, hey, Jeff, uh, you're 32 years married now. And uh, just wondering, why why didn't you learn your your wife's language at an earlier stage of your of your marriage? It's a very valid question. It's a great question, I think. Don't you? I mean, it is. It's obvious. Like, that's weird. Are you that much of a knob that you wouldn't you know want to learn your your wife's language? Nope, I'm not. As it turns out, here's the reason. When I was first married, I was working morning radio, as I was through most of our marriage. And we had just moved to Hamilton. Uh, are you still with us over there? We moved to Oakville. Yeah. We, we, you were working in Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. Big difference. <laughs> That's not very nice to, to Hamilton. Hmm. Um, so. It's, it's gotten better over time. Yes. Um, but. The point here is I was getting up at 3.30 in the morning to go to work. Well, I was very busy back in those days. I was uh, I was doing the morning show, and then uh, twice a week I was driving from uh, Hamilton back to Oakville and then Oakville to Toronto uh, to do the Red Green show. And in between all that, I was driving to Toronto to do a lot of voice work. So I was a very busy guy. But you know what I did? Because I was a trooper and because I loved my wife and, and I wanted to involve myself in her culture, I decided to take a night class in amongst all of that stuff that I just mentioned at Sheridan College in Oakville, a night class on French, 
a night class, which I believe began at 7 or 8 o'clock at night for an hour. And then by the time I got home, uh, I was just absolutely toast. But I thought, hey, wouldn't it be great if I just went over the things that I learned with my wife, who's French-Canadian? Do you know what her response was? Why don't you tell them, Julie? I don't remember. Oh, of course not. No, no. Well, I do. Oh, Jeff, I'm just too tired for that. That was your response. The next day, I quit French. Because if I can't practice it at home with my willing wife, then there's no point because you just you can't just take French and retain everything. You've got to be practicing as we do now. So that is the answer to why I didn't learn French earlier on in the marriage. Are you still with us over there? <laughs> yeah. But, well, <laughs> well no, it's not a wah. It's not a wah. It's the truth. Well, I really don't have anything to say in my defense other than when you know a language and you're trying to speak to someone who doesn't know a language, it can be very frustrating. Not as frustrating as learning the language in the first place. And <laughs> over to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I But you're doing really well now and I'm, you know, uh-huh. helping you and spending a lot of time, um, mm. you know, getting you through your classes and yeah. helping you with your... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's my explanation, and I think it stands the test of time. Sure. You know, I have a story, but it has nothing to do with French. Okay. It has to do with Greece, mm-hmm. which is where... Our honey. We had our honeymoon. Yep. And in Corfu, beautiful. A um, couple of things happen uh, on our honeymoon. Um, one of the most dramatic was when we were playing Scrabble. I know people are saying, why are you playing Scrabble on your oh honeymoon? Oh my God, you're really, huh? So I see, this is a tit for tat. All right. No, it's just a story that doesn't mm. frame you in very good light. Um, so we're playing and, and my husband, Jeff, is very competitive. Uh, this just in. I just and, hate losing. Mm-hmm. Does that make me competitive? <laughs> yeah, it does. So... There is an an opening on the board for a special letter. I believe it was an S. And the first person to get that letter would get a bazillion points. Yeah, because, well, and in my case, I would have used up all my letters. So there's an extra 50. Anyway. And it just kept going back and forth. And I was just getting antsy and antsier. And I pick a letter. Damn it. And I got the letter. I put it down. And Jeff proceeded to take the entire board. And we're outside. People around us. We're on a, on a terrace, like around the pool. He takes the board, flips it up in the air, like everybody's looking at me and him, and pieces are flying all over the place. Then he storms out and goes back into the building, leaving me to pick up all the pieces. I realized I had some French to do inside, so that's what I was doing. Sure. Anyway, um... <laughs> That's my my story, and uh, you know you you have demonstrated that you can get very impatient when you're not happy and losing in a game situation. You know you're a saint. You are really a saint. Well, most people think so. 
No, I mean, you're a saint. So here's something uh, that's very interesting. Uh, we found that uh, there are calendars in France, and they all have names on them. And we're going, okay, so I know not a lot of people use calendars anymore. But, you know, if you had one on the wall in France, chances are every day has a name on it. And we are looking at this, and we're going, because we've seen many calendars. You know, names like, okay, uh, Apolline or, or Hyacinth or Gabin. It's probably pronounced Gabin, uh, but there are names like Narcisse and and Ingrid and Tech, all these weird names, and I'm going, what in the hell? And it's using up all the space that you would use to fill something in. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, all the big um, stores, all, all the like the construction so- stores and grocery stores, hand out all these big calendars, and they all have names on them. Yeah, and well, I finally found out what this is: the calendar of saints. And they have one for every, it doesn't change, they have one for every day of the year, a new name for every day of the year. And it's the calendar of saints, 365 of them, and they're all something from the past. They're all, there's a reason for them being sainted. Do you know what your day is? Because you're on the calendar. Of course. (laughs) And you, I don't know the date. Your date is April 8th. You are St. Julie uh-huh. from April 8th. And uh, a little bit of information. You know about St. Julie? I do know about St. Julie. Okay. This you're, is fun. You're really going to like this, too. Okay. Uh, but first, uh, a little bit about your name. Uh, the first name, Julie, is derived from Julius, uh, the name of an important Roman family, of course. Uh, and uh, But you are... <laughs> You're the, mm-hmm. you're the descendant of Aeneas. Aeneas. Aeneas, yeah. Oh, well. mm. And he was a legendary prince of Troy. Prince of Troy. Prince Aeneas. Mm-hmm. And you're a mm-hmm. descendant of Prince Aeneas. Okay. However, moving on to the mm-hmm. saint part. Mm-hmm. Saint Julie founded a teaching institution aimed at educating poor children in France and Belgium. Les Sourds de Notre Dame. Oh, that's very nice. And you are April 8th. So uh, when you come to France and you're not going to be able to dodge these calendars because they are everywhere. everywhere. And they have all these names on them. And there are some wicked names. I mean, almost impossible to pronounce. And then you'll get a name like Ingrid, which is, isn't that German? I don't know. It covers the gamut. Gwenoli. Yeah. Gwenoli. So what day is St. Jeff? You know what? Jeff did not... Here's a little known fact. Uh, St. Jeff was the first one not to make the calendar. <laughs> uh, Jeff, St. Jeff was uh, number 366. <laughs> he, was the, uh, he was the patron saint of intolerance, <laughs> as it turned out, and just, just missed just the missed cut. It. Just Just so close. Like in a golf tournament, you, you, know, you, you missed the cut on the number, and that's, that's what happened. So, uh, yeah, no, so no, Saint, no, no, Saint, no, 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 Jeff, no, Jeffrey, no, Jefferson, even though there's like a Judith, there's a Jules and there's a Julie. Yeah. There's well, all these different. Jules and Julie, two different things. No, no, I know that. I'm just saying oh. there's no Jeff, Jeffrey, Jefferson, nothing, no, no, no Geoff. Oh, well. Oh, so, well. so happy uh, eight, April 8th. We'll have to celebrate uh, St. Julie Day. Perfect. Next day, yeah. April 8th. Exactly a week after April Fool's. Okay, very good. 
Um, so I was happy to bring back a few things from my trip to Canada. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, you got your gum, right? Got oh, my gum. Oh, good. Got my gum. I have at least a, yeah. Good, Dodged a bullet there. Half a year supply, I think. And I also brought back some uh, antiperspirant or deodorant. Oh, yes, you did. For you. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff here just stinky. Just different. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. And I got some uh, hair product for you. Yeah. No, that was great. Yeah. That was, uh, that was very good. So, you know, if we run out, maybe we can ask some of our guests who are coming from yes. Canada to yeah. supply. Some speed stick, please. No. <laughs> what is it? Ocean Surf I like? You like Ocean Surf. Ocean, ocean Surf speed stick. Anybody who's coming from Canada or Charmin toilet paper would be much appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have a huge list of people coming. We do. Which just sort of developed recently. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Looking forward to it and, you know, getting ready. Now that COVID is gone, guests are arriving. Mm-hmm. And that's what we like to see. Who's number one on the docket? Uh, Barry is coming in oh, okay. August. Longtime uh, friend of yours yeah. from Saskatchewan. Yeah. Barry and Pam are coming in August. And they're actually going to a wedding in... Uh, Amsterdam, the, I think. In the Netherlands. Yeah. And then coming here for four days or so. Yep. Before heading home. So we're really looking forward to that. I haven't seen Barry in a few years. Um, that'll be fun. No, that'll be great. And I think next up is... Possibly... Possibly, uh, yeah. Possibly Adam and uh, Mila. Mila. We just don't know yet. I just sent uh, them a text. They're very busy. Um, and their little one. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not so little. He's starting to play the drums now. So I can't wait to see him uh, attack my kit here. But um, <laughs> they are scheduled to uh, arrive sort of between the middle and end of August. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be fun because they, I don't know if, I don't know if Adam has, maybe he's been to Paris. I'm not sure, but I, I don't think he has spent much time in Europe. So, and, and that'll be great for, uh, for Jude. That'll be great for the, the little fella. Yeah. He's how old? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Five, five. Maybe older. Five, six, something okay. like that. Yeah. He's a genius apparently. So, uh. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then we uh, we have my cousin, I think, coming. Well, at least after we had a Zoom call this weekend mm-hmm. with Linda and Sven, and um, really hoping hoping that uh, they're going to be able to make something happen for mid September. That would be great to see them, and we always have such uh, a great time with them. Yeah. Well, we used to have a regular thing in in uh, Rockwood where they would come out on the long, August yeah, the August long, August. long. Mm-hmm. and uh, we we both. Uh, we all miss that, so we're gonna maybe maybe tr- turn it around, and make it every September here. <laughs> that would be great. And we have um, oh, friends of ours, our euchre friends, mm-hmm. Stacy and John. Yes, that's gonna be amazing. That we w- haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah, and they're they're back and forth from Toronto and Tampa, and uh, just uh, been way too long since uh, the boys, uh, you know. <clears throat> Massacred the, the girls at Euchre. Yeah, mm. it's been a while, mm. but can't wait. We have many tables for that to happen. So, like, like when you guys want to change your luck, mm-hmm. you know, we have a couple of different areas that you well, let's move to that table and see if see if they can win there. You know, type of thing. <clears throat> That'll be fun. And then uh, Buddy Howard is coming, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be great that uh, that he'll be here. Of course, Humble and Fred they uh, host our podcast. And Howard is going to be able to squeak out here for uh, a couple of days in late October. So uh, that's great. Yeah, and that's it so far. I don't even know if we have. 
geez, I don't even know if we had. Would we have room for more? I think we would yeah. be able to squeeze some more people. Of course. In. I mean, before it gets stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I don't think it's worth coming here in past, uh, like November and and forward. Uh, yeah, no, November and and I would say not great months: December, January, February. But any other. Any yeah. other time? And one of the reasons is a lot of stuff shuts down. Like it's not mm-hmm. just that it's not the best weather, but uh, very seasonal in terms of restaurants in our area. Yes. I mean, we do have a couple that stay open year round, but for the most part, they kind of shut down some in October and then some in November. Right. Until right. April, usually. Yeah, so there, there are fewer options. Yeah, That's... fewer options. Yeah. And coming up uh, this weekend, we are in a major heat wave here mm. right now. Yeah, they're calling for 40 degrees on Saturday. And that's the day that we uh, leave to drive down to Andorra. And I don't know if you've heard anything about Andorra, but we are really, truly looking forward to it because it's tax-free. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good shopping, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it's good shopping. I mean, I have a couple things I want to pick up. Julie has a list of mile longs, like no, Santa Claus. No, I do not. Oh, please. But nope. it's it's this little enclave. Like, it's a it's a country. Yes, but it's more like a little principality. Like, it's, it's nestled between France and Spain. And apparently it's more Spanish than French. Mm-hmm. And it's in the Pyrenees, like it's right next to national parks in the Pyrenees. And, and so you're up a little higher. So one of the things, it's going to be 40 here on Saturday. It's going to be 30 there, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Mm-hmm. And because typically it's, it's chilly there. Yes. So we're actually going to benefit from the big heat wave by getting some warm temperatures there. And we've got a, we're booked in at a really neat place up in the mountains, all kinds of hiking. So we're going to take our, our walking shoes. But here's the thing. Uh, I will take a ton of photos of Andorra because it's really worth knowing about. I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it to me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a four-hour drive. Four-hour drive from here. So we'll drive down, go through Toulouse, have lunch, and then go the rest of the route, drop our dogs off at the doggy at the Chien Hotel, Hotel Chien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're all vaccinated now, so that's good. <laughs> we just have to put them on a little diet and we put them, and send them over there. Mm-hmm. So next week on Chapter 24 of our podcast, we'll talk about the very beautiful Andorra. Uh, that is, of course, if I haven't had to hawk my studio gear to pay for what Julie buys. <laughs> that is coming up next week on Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. A bientôt. <laughs>